pretty bad when you forget where the record button is and you're a podcast host. <laughs> it says it's the end of summer, Mickey. We're at the end of summer. Welcome back. We made it. We have survived the summer. This is, our, this is our unofficial intro right into the episode. Oh, wait, I forgot to count. Three, two, one. There we go. Welcome to CR Improv, everyone. Here we are back from the summer. We We're back. Like we don't even know we, each other. These two highly trained professional podcast hosts are... Uh... Mickey Kicking finally found off, the record right? button, and I found my desk again, and we're yeah. back at it. <laughs> yes, today is uh, is my kid's last day of summer before school starts. Oh, is it? My I was wondering. Mine uh, start next week, so yeah. School starts tomorrow as we record this, and so um, we're preparing for the dynamics and the shift of yeah. the household, uh, yeah. what it will be like during the day starting tomorrow. Yeah. So, Mickey, I don't know if you get this experience, but I have this. So, my wife is a faculty member. So most of her summer is pretty flexible, right? Like she does, she's an overachiever. So she does go into the office a fair amount, probably more than most, but there's a high level, I'll just say a high level of flexibility. There's no one saying, hey, you know, where are you? Or how come you're not in today? Or blah, blah, you know, this kind of stuff. But I do find as a work from home employee that the period of time right about between like August 15th and in my case, like September one is maybe some of the like most chaotic because I'm like trying to manage, you know, the household as like Charlotte goes into the office and keep my kids from, you know, killing themselves, killing each other, not, not killing themselves, killing each other. And there's a high level of um, it's a, I have an inability to concentrate. So do you face this, you face a similar thing uh, during those periods of time or are I know you're more experienced. So I'm going to say that maybe, maybe you have some secrets for me. Um, well, I can't concentrate anytime. Let's uh, <laughs> oh. be real. I lose focus. It, it, you know, the, oh, look at the wind. Oh, look, a bird. <laughs> yeah, what were we talking about? Yeah. No, um, I, I, this was one of my, um, favorite times on the college campus, the transition period. Yeah. Oh, college yeah, yeah. Campus, I love them. Transitioning of students leaving, transition of students coming back. Yep. Even when I was working with adult students, being on a campus when the traditional students came back was just, you know, an invigorating period. There's just this new level of energy. So much and, energy. And, and, and starting, starting back work, you know, I was 12 months, but it just, it changes your focus. It changes your attitude. And I think it probably minimizes the negative feelings around the chaos. Does the chaos exist? Yes. For us, it's different. This is a, um, I haven't, I don't don't recall experiencing this the last two summers. Yeah. Um, But, you know, our RV travels have uh, really wound down. We've, all we have left is like one half week trip around Columbus Day when kids being off school and then several weekends. Yeah. Um, one I think is a long weekend, but still, yeah, um, that that's all, all we have left. And so our house is like in chaos, the, the order of, you know, we've got RV stuff, we're cleaning RV oh, yeah, stuff yeah. out and that's everywhere. You got going back to school. My wife currently has an injured foot, which means we're not able, she's not able to go out and do the stuff she normally be doing this time yeah. of year. And it's just, it's a little craziness. <laughs> and so at the end of the work, I'm like, crazy. okay, I'm, you know, you know, what, what has to be done today? Yeah. So that I, and well, I'm not worried about six months from now. Sure. Um, you know, I'm, what has to be done, or even, or even next week, 
Yeah. What has to be done today? Um, yeah. You know, got to pay for this sport, got to pay for this activity, got oh, to totally. get registered here. You got to fill out if you're going to help coach the volleyball team, you got to fill out this form and get this. Like, it's just, it's, it's chaos yeah. that rises up and just adds to the stress of, of our work when we work in education. It also yeah. changes the dynamic of what we're doing day to day to work. Um, and so it's all just bubbling. <laughs> bubbling to the surface um, so what you're saying that, is you you're saying you're telling me i'm, I'm going to distill what you said first of all you don't have the you don't have the magic answer which i was hoping for um the second thing is you live 24 hours in front of you which is exactly what i'm doing and probably what most of our listeners are doing right now too as i just remember this time on college campus one love the energy and probably because you needed so much of it because it was like last minute you know like you know, people like uh, a, a application appears out of nowhere. And it's like, it's like you found a hundred dollar bill. It's like, how are we going to get that? Like, how are we going to reel that thing in and figure out like how to make this work? And you're running everywhere trying to get. Well, some people on campus thinking that, and I would be the person thinking that, but I also thinking about, Hmm, how do I bring this to the team that has to process or the person that's going to be responsible for processing that's going to be like, son of a another one mickey i'm tired of this so how do i navigate those waters yes i would say the excitement for me and i'm sure other people probably diminishes the negative feelings you have over the other chaos sure yep uh and realistically at this point and this year and i don't know that i've ever i don't recall ever doing it more significantly um, compartmentalizing work is 515 i'm stopping right now I am not focusing on work because I have, I've got something to clean up. I've got something to move. I've got, you know, the, sure. the garages disheveled, get all these things that need to be done. Yeah. Uh, and so I just cut it and, and do that now. I, and, I, and I'm not making up for it by starting even earlier. It's just like, yeah, this week is not going to be a 50 hour week. Right. This is right. a 44 hour week. And just like this morning, I was looking at RFPs that dropped. There may have been three to look at, three we could have considered. Maybe we'd done two, and I'm saying we're going to do one because yeah. of due dates, because of where things are. Sure. Uh, and the, I do like to plan. So while I don't f- necessarily focus very well all the time, I do plan. And so like I'm looking at due dates. This one's yeah. due uh, September 6th. This one's yep. September 13th. I'm at a conference September 6th and 9th. Yeah. So if That's I can't, the out. one on the 6th I can do because that'll be done before anyway. The one on 13th, not going to happen. Don't have time to fit it in next week because I do at least know well enough what is going to be down the pipe next week for yeah. kids? I don't have time to do an all-nighter. I don't have time to work to seven <laughs> o'clock next week to get that RFP done. So you're, we yeah, just work, right. Seems like you're you're working on your boundaries, Mickey. That's good. One thing has been standing out to me, and maybe I'm just going to digress and change our topics right sure. here. I mean, hey, I posted about it on LinkedIn once. This is a riff. Yes, that's what this is. This whole podcast is supposed to be for this purpose, you know, to allow this. I posted on it once on LinkedIn this summer. And I've held my tongue from commenting multiple other times. Um, balancing, work-life balance. Yeah. What is it? Um, you know what? I can tell you what it's not. A yeah. single measure for everybody. Um, work-life balance is different for everybody. And where yeah. your balance is does not mean equal on the scale Yes. of yep. work and non-work. It just means that you know where it needs to be balanced. And sometimes it can be shifted in one way and sometimes it'll be shifted back. To me, that's it. And I've seen, and this is social media, 
but a lot of comments that are judging people based on they seem to be taking too much time off or they're working too much. They shouldn't be doing that. You know, you got to have work-life balance. Yeah. Some people work, then have hobbies and have personal lives and all that stuff. I like to think I work and my hobby happens to be work and I don't have a problem with that. Yeah. My family doesn't have a problem with that. We have a happy, successful family life. Mm -hmm. So when I talk about working 50 and sometimes 55 hours a week, that's an issue for some people yeah. for themselves if they had to do it. An issue for them, which I don't know that it should be that I am working that amount. But for me, if you look yeah. at someone who's really into a hobby and they worked 40 hours a week, they might be spending 50 hours a week with work and hobby. Yeah. Why don't I have a hobby? Because to me, my work is a hobby. It is fun work. I love it. I like reading about what other people are doing. I like studying this industry. I like doing this work. Mm -hmm. So for me, if I spend a lot of time on it, I get joy from that. I yeah. get joy from spending time with my family. Um, so, you know, when people talk, oh, you've got to have the time off. And, and, and I've been criticized, not in a mean way, but just challenged more sure. about my, the way I take my vacations. You know, I take half-time vacations in the summer and, and throughout the year. Mm -hmm. Instead of taking a full week off to go and completely sure. shut down, I will work 15 to 30 hours in a week that we're traveling. But I get so many more trips. We were, you were just talking about flexibility. How yeah. many people spent their summer on the road 53 out of 75 days? Yeah. And had that time to take off at work. Not yeah. many, but that's because I work half time. Yeah. I still accomplish a lot of things that I'm, you know, I'm proud of. So for me, you know, I think everybody's got to do their own thing. And I think, yeah. you know, for me, I'm, I'm, you know, it's not healthy. Is it, is it really not healthy? It's not healthy if I'm only getting three hours of sleep a night. Yeah. But if you're working 40 hours a week and a job that you hate and is very stressful. Yeah. To me, that's not necessarily healthy. Oh yeah. Um, but I don't, I'm not going to judge you for doing something that's unhealthy. Sure. Drinking a six pack of beer every night can be said to be unhealthy. I, I don't, I don't do that by the way. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know if that was clear and lit, right. No, it didn't really uh, fit in there, but whatever. But, but there no, are things that you're... we choose to do that are healthy and not healthy. Yeah. In our life. I yep. do not see me spending this amount of time as being unhealthy. And I see people yeah. labeling that effort yep. to be unhealthy. Hey, I know you're deeply engaged with this conversation, but we're going to pause just for a moment for an important word from our sponsors. Video. You know you need it. You know it's all but expected from Gen Z at this point. But you've got no time and little budget, and your Marcom department is two months late on those new program brochures they promised. So asking them to help with a video? Forget it. But what if video could be as simple as sending an email to a prospective student? Meet Goodkind, a video engagement platform designed to make each one of your prospects feel like they're getting the extra special treatment. As an enrollment manager, you're competing for attention. And in a sea full of static, boring HTML emails from other schools, a personal video is how you stand out and drive action. With Goodkind, you can bring your university, faculty, and students to life by designing an engaging, hyper-personalized, and video-first communications journey. Increase applications, increase yield, and decrease melt with the power of Goodkind. Visit wearegoodkind.com 
forward slash Enrollify to book a demo and see just how powerful video marketing can be. Show your face, show you care, see the difference connection makes at wearegoodkind.com forward slash Enrollify. It's an interesting concept. So here, here's my question. And I would say there are going to be listeners who are going to be like, oh, that's exactly what a workaholic would say, right? Oh yeah, I love my work, so it's okay. So my here's my question, because I do think I agree with you that there is a, this is a subjective measurement. Um, it's not a, you know, once for all kind of measurement because we all do different work. But I also, I, and I know for myself, like I do what you do sometimes. Like I go up to my house in New York and I worked like I was off that, you know, that, that week we were supposed to record one of those weeks that we were supposed to record. <laughs> And I have terrible signal up there, uh, which was great because I had an RFP to work on anyway. And, but, um, but for me, like when I have those, like I have those times where I recognize that my balance is off, there's like a signal, you know, like there's, so it's either, you know, I wake up in the middle of the night thinking about things that have to be done, Mm -hmm. or I have a hard time, like, um, like extracting myself from work, you know, at five fifteen, like you said, it's like I can't shut it off because I'm just like churning in my brain. What are your signals? I call them indicators. Yeah, uh, and I think you, what you just said are are, are two of them. Yeah. Um, when am I not really there? With yeah, my yeah, yeah. Brain? Presence. Yep. Um, you know, shutting that down and finding something that helps you do that. Yeah. So I, I need, give me 30 minutes to watch a modern fa- episode of Modern Family. Yeah. Laugh. And that will break that thought process. Gotcha. I need something long enough to hold my attention. Sure. To break, because if it's something small, you go back into I got it. it. Um, and then other things I, you know, I think you have to learn what, what's your mood like. When is work impacting your mood and your mood around other people? Yeah. Um, I'm fortunate. I don't, that's not often for me. Um, maybe once a quarter, I yeah. will go into where it's more than an hour of time where I get really moody yeah. around things. And maybe it's over a week or two, you see, I'm like, I can be moody and, and I catch that. And I, do, and, and I have my own ways of getting out of that mood. Yeah. I will tell you some of it is personal. And some of it is still work related. I'll pull out one of my great books right now. Yeah. I'm re-listening to BE 2.0 Beyond Entrepreneurship, and I'm taking more notes, loving every second of it. Um, and I'm taking notes work related. Yeah. And I'm listening to it. What was I? What's today? We're recording this on a Tuesday. Twenty third. Yep. Sunday afternoon, I was in the garage cleaning up, getting rid of all of our cardboard boxes from deliveries that have been getting to the house all summer. I'm listening to that book pausing every little bit, go highlight something, get back into folding up boxes and cleaning up like that's, yeah. you know, I, those things, I, you got to know those signals. If I wake up in the middle of the night, I don't do that often. Yeah. Um, but I think, you know, that's a, that's an issue. If yeah. I'm waking up and some, when I wake up, by the way, I don't, I can't go back to sleep. I'm done. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, and so if it's two o'clock, I can either sit in bed till three 30 and, still be awake or I can pick up, go downstairs, turn the TV on, watch a dateline. Yep. The husband did it. I'm just telling you. <laughs> um, right. 
And then that'll help me break yeah. the spell of the thought pattern that will then let me go back to sleep. Um, right. But if I do that more than, you know, once a week or once a week for two straight weeks, then that's an indicator. Yeah. But I'm very aware of those things. Right. And that allows me to re recalibrate yeah. to, to get back into that. So it's not like everything's perfect all the time. Yeah. But to, to not have to, you know, I don't need a week off to recharge. Yeah. There are oh, a lot of people that will say, I can't take a whole week off. Yeah. You know, I'm by three, four days I'm itching and I'm going to, and that doesn't mean they're going back to work. They want to go back and work around the house or go back to yeah. some other activity. Right. You know, and, and I'm not a handy person. You know, I don't yeah. enjoy working with tools. Anyone or, who listened uh, to our last episode realizes that Mickey needs his RV repair shop to get. That's things. right. Exactly. <laughs> like, but, you know, you got you, something's wrong with electrical outlet. I, I'm not touching that. You know, I, I, I'm not good with it. I don't trust that I won't electrocute myself, you know, <laughs> but listening to that book and then thinking, oh, here's an idea. Of, yeah. You know, here's an issue I've been thinking about work, can't figure out. That's that's part of the solution right there. Yeah. And I can get, you know, and I, and it's not, you know, it's not taken away from the family time. Because when I go to the kids' soccer game, there are an occasion where I might have to take a call at one of those games. Yep. But then after that call, I'm sitting down and I'm focused and I'm in that game. Yeah. Um, at, at dinner time, you know, I may not be in dinner time when I'm cooking. If I'm making dinner, I might be thinking about work most of the time and listening to music. But then at dinner, I'm there. I'm not at work. I'm there. We yeah. have our family. You know, we have the family times. We do. Yeah. You know, being on the road, you know, you, you being on the road a lot of times in places that doesn't have internet signal, by the way, yeah. that, that helps. That gives you. Yep. whether or not you want it you're going to be in some dead time yeah um, and one so time i took a, i took a couple of years ago we um this was when i was working for an ed tech startup so highly stressful you know lots of you know venture capital that you're working with and trying to make sure everything puts comes together and we went to ireland and i made the choice i was like i'm gonna leave my phone at home and I was spent 10 days in Ireland without my phone. And it was like one of those things where the phone becomes, you know, like, and I think this is one of those things that I know personally, I have to like regulate, you know, like, you know, we have a rule at our house that at dinner, there's no phones at the table, like they're not allowed. Um, and so, you know, if an email, if something comes in and I get some indication on my watch or something like that, it's like, nope, like this is be here. And it's really, it's hard. You know, there are times when I have to like discipline myself not to look at things and, and you know, to be more present. But it's one of those things where it's, you've got to make those proactive choices sometimes to be like, okay, nope, this is okay. It's okay to like not be, you know, anchored by some of that. And other times, like you said, you know, sometimes you just have something that's got to be done. And then there's a conflict, you know, like, like you said, at a game or at a, you know, on a weekend or something, they, it's the only time when this person can get something to work. It's like, we're going to make it work because that is part of the flexibility of the roles that we have. Like, and I think that we have to, we that, can't I think that's another part of it too. Yeah. Right. Owning the fact that there's a privilege involved that I know I have, that I yeah. can, I do have that flexibility. Um, there's good and bad with our company policy where we work. We don't have PTO policy. You take the time you need we encourage four weeks. You need more, you take more yeah. as long as the work gets done. That's that's it. And we don't have people working 50 hours a week. I mean, let's, just, okay, hold on one second. Like, totally agree with that. Um, 
my company does not have that policy. We've had the conversation and, and what, you know, be that as it may. Here's the thing about this whole scenario. At what point did we understand that a salaried worker has to be under hourly constraints? Like gen generally speaking, right? Good question. Like, Good question. Uh, it, 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 so, somehow like this, this, this kind of like, we used to be hourly and then we moved to salary. A salary in my mind makes the assumption you're hired to get your work done that's been, that's put in front of you, whether it takes 90 hours or it takes 30 hours or 25 hours, or maybe it takes five hours that week. It's like, that's the whole point. The whole point is you're in it for the ebbs and flows. And like, hopefully you have a good enough system that keeps it more consistent, but like, that's the whole gist of it. Yep. Sorry. Well, so you far. sounded more experienced so than me on that one, Jamie. Uh, <laughs> a little bit of old school thought on that. If it's 90 hours a week, then Bergard, you're going to hang in there for the take one for the team. <laughs> um, I mean, obviously, no one wants to work 90 hours a week. And if you yeah, are, hopefully right. you're getting paid extremely well, happy with it, or you move on. Um, but, you know, that, you know, we have that policy. Uh, yeah. And I hope that my team and I try to talk to them all the time about it to feel like that. And part of my job is to ensure that anyone on the team is not being taxed too much and finding what's reasonably, um, what's yeah. the right balance of, of, of effort that needs to be done for work. And, you know, that, that's, that's part of it. But, you know, I'm pretty, at the end of the day, I am very satisfied with this i you know you talk about the like the, the phone thing we don't have that rule at our house now luckily we haven't had to make it because i can't think of the last time someone tried to bring a phone to our you know like to it to the table it just and like it doesn't carry like I, i'm not like living oh my god i gotta be on yeah. the phone all the yeah, time yeah. i don't care i just i don't have a watch yeah uh, of any sorts of the timex um calculator type or yeah. <laughs> iphone type you know i don't have any of those uh, on my wrist ever. Classic um, and I'm kind of glad I don't now that the iPhone exists. Had I had a like a an regular watch years ago, I probably would have an iWatch now and that would probably be a distraction for me. But um <clears throat> I'm more of an iPad user, which kind of limits yeah where you can do it. And if I'm sitting at the beach, I might pull out occasionally to, just to check a, ch uh, a chat message or something like that. Sure. But I'm not I don't I don't live live by it. So I think maybe that's part of it and, and maybe some people that do work a lot, do have that by their side all the time. Sure. Yeah. Um, but, you know, at the end of the day, I think it comes back to the the perspective and the understanding and the context. A lot of people don't understand. They think workaholic, they think they've got this phone and that's, that's all they do all the time. Before we go in and start making an assessment about someone's, someone else's work habits. Yeah. You know, is, is why are we yep. doing that? And, and, and let's try to be more flexible and not assume that that's not a, healthy or, or good life. That's really, you know, what stands out to me is I don't, yeah. and it helps me ensure that I'm not a, judging um, yeah. people inappropriately um, based on that or based on the fact that, you know, well, you know what, I did see a comment and it uh, got angered by it. Maybe anger is not the right word. I would definitely was perplexed by it. There was a, it was an Adam Grant post um, mm -hmm. that was shared by another thought leader I follow uh, about work about work-life balance and yeah. the person's comment was you know what all we all we are doing is going in to do this job that we have to do to get paid and get home and i don't want to work anything beyond that and that's not fair for life work-life balance i'm like whoo that's sad that, right and i'm trying not yeah. to judge that 
maybe that person wants that life yeah. because yeah. what they do outside of it is something they can't get paid for. And that's really what's important to them. Sure. And I don't want to think negative about that person. Right. Right. But I hope for everybody. Yeah. I really do hope that people can find work that they love. And I don't want people to feel like they have to love work the way I feel about my work, yeah, yeah, sure. but not to feel like, oh, I just got to go in and do this because I yeah, drudgery to, kind second of. Thing. Like yeah. that to me on the scale of things to me is more unhealthy, way significantly more unhealthy than what yeah. I, how I have chosen to live my yeah. life. But, yeah. but again, I don't want to think bad about that person. It might not be the the style, I know for me, that would be unhealthy. Let's just put it that way. For 100%. me, that would be very unhealthy. Yeah. I don't want to judge people who choose to do that. Um, because in the day, I think for the most, especially in, in the period of the great resignation, for, for most of us, it is a choice. There are jobs out there. Yeah. Um, so people after this period is over, when there aren't a lot of jobs out there um, at some point, um, then people will have had an opportunity, hopefully, to ensure that if they wanted something different in their life, they could have that. Yeah. Um, we're almost out of time, but I think, you know, I, I was, when we were talking about this for the last couple of minutes, I thought, man, we should have done this at the beginning of the, of the summer, but I'm actually thinking now it fits more actually as we kind of enter into the semester, right? Like there is this like general, uh, whether you have a family or kids or, or whatever, but for a lot of us, there's a routine that starts in September, right? There's a, yes. a cadence to life. And I think, um, as I think about my own situation, I, I have been looking forward to the routine and the cadence because I feel like this summer has been crazy for my family. But at the same time, I do think that, you know, this is a challenge that we all need to be wrestling with. We had our episode a couple of times, a couple, um, two episodes ago, we, we were talking with Pete and like there was this this really this really important thing of that conversation with Pete about like really like digging deep to understand the me, the who I am kind of thing. And I think this conversation really bleeds into that because it's like this work life balance is not about like it, it's not really about hours. It's it's really about perspective. Right. It's really about like, hey, what am I bringing to the table? And you know, is this job drudgery? Am I looking forward to being there? Do I enjoy who I'm doing the work with? Because, oh my word, Mickey, last week I was in Nashville with my team, the entire team, and it was amazing because I- And I offered to be there with you and you did I know, I know, sorry, uh, next time maybe. But it was like one of those things where it's like, I, I love what I do because I'm impassioned by like the, you know, this, this idea of helping higher education, but I love who I'm doing it with. And that is one of those things that's like, that helps the work-life balance in my life to be, you know, it, it kind of loosens it up a little bit. It takes me a little bit out of the, the mentality of like, oh, you know, I can't, I can't believe that person, you know, it's like, it's like, we're do, we're having fun together, making this industry different. And, and I think that that's like, that's huge. I, I think what you, you said, it, it kind of crystallizes it a bit for me, the work-life balance the output of that balance is your happiness. Yes. Um, That's a good line. How how do you, right? How do you balance it so that you have the most happiness that you can have? Yeah. And for me, I'm at a pretty high level for that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, At at the, at the, hopefully the highest of levels, Um, not on a scale of who's, who's happiest, but just happiness. Yeah. Um, And I feel like I'm, 
pretty high in that. I will tell you kind of what you described because we actually had a similar uh, thing. I was we had our we had a retreat first time. We brought everyone together uh, at the beginning of August, and um, as I met half of my team for the first time in person. Yeah. Yep. Uh, yeah. Because they we hired them over the course of the pandemic, uh, and I was amazed at how well this team just communicated and shared and laughed and how much fun we had. Yeah. And I'm not, at least in this current period of my life, I'm not, I used to be more, but I'm not, you know, those types of activities like retreat, <laughs> but I had such a, an amazing time. And yeah. I told them they're probably sick of me saying how um, just happy and amazed I was at seeing how well they yeah. uh, jived. So when I consulted on my own, I think we'll, maybe we'll try to end on this, but you know, when I left higher ed and started my own, uh, consulting practice i called it fourth dimension partners and, mm -hmm. and that, that title meant a lot to me because when i left my role in higher ed, i didn't know if i could like anything as much as yeah I really loved that work right um and and we had been doing as a team at, um at the college some we've been getting some tremendous results our student satisfaction and retention and yeah through the roof had yeah. grown and grown and grown. We're, we're upper 90% or mid 90s of, yeah. of like retention for adult students. That's not a, high, a hard yeah. thing to achieve. And our enrollment was growing leaps and bounds ahead of all the other schools around us doing yep. really, really well every year, breaking metrics like four years in a row. And, and you know, I feel like our team was jiving like that. We all got along. Yeah. We had a great, yep. great team. And so what I wanted to do, the way I kind of thought it was, you know, we're almost at like the, you know, the, the bulls triple peak, you know, uh, yeah, when yeah. We're winning back to back to back. There's a level of success that is yep. that great that it's other teams can't compare to that. Yeah. You can't recreate it. You have sure. to organically get there. Yeah. But to me, it was like another dimension. And that's why I call it the fourth dimension. And when I started consulting, my goal as a consultant was to help other institutions find that dimension. That's amazing. Yeah. And what's so cool right now is I think our team's at that dimension. Yeah. Um, and that's I think cool. that's why we're doing, we're having such a great year because of that camaraderie, that ability to collaborate and work together seamlessly to get the results that we really want to see. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's such a wonderful feeling. That's great. Wow. Well, we didn't talk about the topic we had on we the so next time. We'll talk about one. the topic. Slow is fast. Fast is slow. Hmm. Think about that while you wait, listen, dear listener. It's coming up. Oh, all right, Mickey. Jimmy, thank you. Yeah, good to see you again, and welcome back. Yes, yes. We'll and for you. all uh, listeners, thanks for hanging and waiting for us this summer uh, while we took some time off, and excited for another great year. We're back. Zach here from Neurolify. I hope you enjoyed this episode of CRM Prov. If you liked this episode, do us a huge favor and hit that follow and subscribe button below. Furthermore, if you've got just two minutes to spare, we would greatly appreciate you leaving a rating and a review of this show on Apple Podcasts.
Our podcast network is growing by the month, and we've got a plethora of marketing, admissions, and higher ed technology shows that are jam-packed with stories, ideas, and frameworks that are all designed to empower you to become a better higher ed professional. But Enrollify is far more than just a podcast network. Enrollify is where higher ed comes to learn new marketing skills, discover new products and services, and find their next job. We're a growing learning community of 4,000 members, and we love to welcome you into the fold. You can access our free blog articles, newsletters, e-courses, and more, or purchase our master course on how to market a university with Terry Flannery at enrollify.org. We look forward to meeting you soon and welcoming you into the community. Again, you can subscribe for free at enrollify.org.